Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast for today. The podcast is Hope for Today. We find hope in God through the scriptures and through God himself. And we have hope because of the resurrection of Christ. If you don't have hope and you don't have hope in God, then by learning the scriptures and learning that we can depend on them, uh, it will build that hope in your life. And that is why we take the time to go through the scriptures verse by verse. I have here one of my old Bibles. I hope you have some old Bibles. This one's fallen apart a little bit. Okay, you can kind of see. I've actually got some uh, on the video. You can see where um, the binding is kind of coming off a little bit. And I remember there was an older lady in our home church that gave this to me when I was in Bible college. I didn't know her. I can't remember her name. She didn't know me very well, but she knew that I was studying to be in the ministry, and she gave, I think it was each of us um, college students, a Bible. It was a pretty nice Bible, and I used it, and I filled it up full of notes, and uh, and eventually it kind of broke down on me, and I had to get a new one. And um, I've heard it said before that a Bible that is falling apart belongs to a person who isn't falling apart, right? So... I know that many people nowadays use a digital device for their Bible, and there's obviously nothing wrong with that, but I'm old school, and I like a paper Bible. It encourages me uh, to go back and look through some of these Bibles and use them for devotion sometimes, and even preach out of them, teach out of them sometimes. It reminds me of how far God has brought me. It reminds me of some lessons that God has taught me over the years. Let's have a quick prayer this morning as we start this topic today. Father, bless this time together. Help me as I teach. I pray that you would help those who are listening. May they be encouraged. Jesus' name. Amen. Ephesians 4 and verse number 30 says this, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Just the simple verse, simple thought, are you grieving The Holy Spirit. The word grieve means to make sorrowful, to affect with sadness. It means to offend or to make someone uneasy. Oftentimes when we think of grieving, we think of a kind of a continued sadness, right? Uh, When we think of grieving, we think of a death, someone grieving over a death. Oftentimes as a pastor or possibly As a parent, if you see a child or if you see someone that you care about that is consistently walking down the wrong path in life and they've been warned and you know that they know, then it grieves you like it's a consistent source of sorrow and of pain. And so here we're not necessarily talking about where it says grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. It's not necessarily talking about sins we commit on a daily basis where but where, where it's kind of a one-off thing or a failure. It's like a consistent pattern, right? Grieving the Holy Spirit does not cause him to leave. It causes him hurt. It causes him sorrow. And we know that the fruit of Christianity in our life, hope, as we mentioned a moment ago, is one of those things. This is not something we produce. It's not something that's produced simply by reading the Bible. It's not something that is produced uh, simply by praying 
or by going to church. It's something that God himself produces in us. It is God's responsibility, thankfully, but it's also his, he is the uh, Holy Spirit is the agent. He is the one that actually makes this happen. And so we have to have a certain attitude of humility and um, yielding to him and to his way and to his word in order for the fruit to come to be. It's interesting in this verse, it says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So again, it's reinforcing the fact the Holy Spirit dwells within each and every Christian. Okay, we learned that from uh, earlier in the book of Ephesians. And then also, um, it says that you're sealed unto the day of redemption, right? So just like a, a letter, um, a royal letter or communication was sealed with that wax, okay? The Holy Spirit seals us. Uh, and so unto the day of redemption, meaning the day that we actually are fully redeemed in the presence of God, but we can grieve him up until that point. So it affects our relationship, not our destination, okay? Just like if I was doing something that would cause my wife sorrow in our relationship, we would still be married, but the relationship would not be a healthy one, okay? And so here's a couple of things that we can go over quickly. We know what grieves the Holy Spirit because of what we find in the context of these of that verse. It says in verse 24 that we're supposed to put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, right? Um, and it says, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good. Verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking. Notice how many things are talking about speaking. Now, it does say don't steal, right? Uh, and we're not supposed to do that one time, but I think it would be um, understood that it's don't. we're not making a habit of being dishonest. We're, we're working. We're trying to minister grace to others. Then he gets into all of these other things we're talking about, the way that we speak, right? Anger, clamor, bitterness. We'll talk about that next time. But... Um, and then it's talking about uh, putting away lying, be angry and sin not, right? So it's talking about all of these habits. Grieving the Holy Spirit is when we won't allow the Lord to change who we are. When we say, well, this is who I am. This is my family background. I've always been this way. I can't change that. Um, this grieves the Holy Spirit when we choose to engage in these behaviors, um, it's important for us to grow in the Christian life. We can grieve the Holy Spirit when we refuse to grow. Basic things such as faithful in church attendance, growing in the knowledge of the scriptures, growing in your Christian identity, identifying your spiritual gifts and seeking to use them in your local church body. Again, we can go back to earlier in Ephesians 4, and it talks about your involvement, your faithful involvement in the, the church, the local body of Christ, right? 
um, and listening to the teachers and being receptive and growing and learning, seeking to live according to the new man and not according to the old man. So these are things that will grieve the Holy Spirit. Christians who try to craft their own spiritual experience instead of following God's plan where they go to church and they are involved in that church, they're a member of that church, that grieves the Holy Spirit. It stops the Holy Spirit's ability to produce things in your life. They can't, he can't produce the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering the goodness, the faith, the meekness, and the temperance in your life that he wants to produce if we are not willing to trust God and follow his revealed plan for our life. And that plan for each Christian is not to remain protected and reclusive in your own house, watch content on the internet um, or on podcast and try to grow spiritually that way, But it's through actually engaging, attending, and uh, being involved in your local church. And then uh, beginning to learn what it's like to walk in this new man, this new creature that God has saved you to be. Open and gross sins. Commentator uh, Albert Barnes is the one that gives this quick list. These are things that will... Uh, grieve the Holy Spirit. Open sins. Like it's just, it's very open. It's very, it's very easy to see. Uh, it's not something that is mysterious. And so if open and known sin will grieve the Holy Spirit in my life, then the opposite will cause him to, his influence to be refreshed. And that will be, I'm going to confess, I'm going to forsake and repent of that sin. I'm going to have a change of heart and a change of direction. In regards to that, the second thing is anger in all of its forms. Uh, He says, nothing is more suited to drive away all serious and tender impressions of the mind than the indulgence of anger. Isn't that an interesting way? Put anger away. That would be the solution. Give the cause to God. Give him the injustice. Okay. Allow him to heal you through looking at the situation from God's perspective. Don't be available to anger. You know, it's interesting. We can either be available to this open sin, available to anger, available to some of these other things, or we can be available to the Holy Spirit. We can be available to him. The second thing is, or the third thing, licentious thoughts and desires, meaning lustful thoughts, impure thinking and impure desires. So the opposite would be yield to the purity of thinking. Confess that as sin and come back and say, God, I am going to Uh, By your grace and by your power, I'm going to walk in the new man. I'm not going to go down that old old path. The Bible says to flee youthful lusts and flee fornication. Next is ingratitude. Ingratitude. Ingratitude will quench and grieve the Holy Spirit. A constant, consistent, prideful uh, attitude. You know, it's the world's thinking. It's the old the, the thinking of the old man to constantly look at yourself as a victim and you deserve whatever. The thinking of the new man is gratitude and thankfulness. And you begin to look at things in your life that you're thankful for. Nothing will activate 
the Holy Spirit flooding your heart with hope, with joy, and with faith more than carefully going through your life with the intention of gratitude. You know, uh, it's a mental health practice that the world wants to use, whether you have a gratitude journal. But it's, it's just recognizing, and they're wanting you to feel gratitude. But for Christians, it goes beyond that. It's not just journaling it. It's not just feeling it. It's actually returning thanks to God. You're actually thanking God, recognizing God as the source for these blessings. So ingratitude will grieve the Holy Spirit. Neglect. Okay, oftentimes he prompts us to to pray, he'll prompt us to witness, he'll prompt us to read the Bible, to spend time with him. Sometimes he may wake you up in the middle of the night and he'll want you to pray. To reject him and to say no, not even open to the suggestion that God may want you to do this or that, or say this or that, or even give, right? Give a word of encouragement, give as God prompts you in the service in your local church. To not be open to that, that neglect. And then the next one is resistance. That, it just, it quenches the Holy Spirit. It grieves the Holy Spirit. So we should choose instead to be, I'm gonna choose by God's grace to immediately respond when I sense that God is wanting me to pray. When God wants me to um witness. You know, oftentimes people will come up to me and they'll tell me they're something they're struggling with. And it may seem a little normal for them for me to say this because I'm a pastor, but for a Christian, it shouldn't be abnormal at all. Where when they're telling you the problem and after they've kind of let you know, do you mind if I have a quick prayer with you? Right? I mean, man, gives an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work through you and for you to pray right there in that moment. For us to respond with humility and receptiveness, for us to choose by God's grace to be soft-hearted towards God, tender-hearted towards God. Isn't it interesting that he's telling us in verse 30, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And then in verse 31, it says, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. If we are tenderhearted towards the Holy Spirit, that will give us power to be tenderhearted and forgiving towards others. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Pray that you have a good day. We'll see you next week.